Hey everyone, welcome back to Truth Lies Shenanigans, the live show. This is episode 13 of our second season. I go by the name Neo Nix and I'll be your moderator for your show today, February 17, 2021. We're all getting back from a short Valentine's Day break, but we're back, back for more shenanigans. Today's show, Spotlight on Black History, then guest spotlight on influencer and YouTuber Ivana Romalis, also known as the Mademoiselle. Then we'll have hot topics while B's talking about Los Angeles Police Department posting not-so-funny Valentine's Day messages about George Floyd. The Z wants to talk about Justin Timberlake and his apologies, if we have some time. And Gianni Storm wonders if China has been lying about COVID from the beginning. But we have a really great show ahead. Before we get into it, please let me introduce you to our wonderful host, our professor, writer, editor, journalist, and sports guru out of Washington, D.C., Lizzie Enders. What's up, what's up, everyone? Happy hump day. I hope everyone is safe and sound. I hope you had a fabulous Valentine's Day weekend. You enjoyed President's Day, honored your favorite president, or stuck needles into your favorite non-president, into the voodoo doll. <laughs> the <time>. voodoo doll. <laughs> I, was like... I hope you had a fabulous time. All right, we have our very own rock star with the amazing band Falling Machine coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, Robbie Rock. What's up, what's up, everyone? I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. It's a happy day here because we've had a cold snap between minus 20 and minus 40 Celsius uh, for the last week, and that appears to be breaking tomorrow. We're going to be in single-digit minus temperature so that's good and for my american friends minus 20 to minus 40 celsius is about minus 20 to minus 40 celsius <laughs> damn cold, damn cold. <laughs> all right it's streaming from atlanta georgia our model actor college student gianni storm hey guys i hope you have had a great lovers weekend and I hope you get ready for the springtime. It's almost March. It feels like, well, let me not speak into existence all this, you know, time flying by, but we have to acknowledge it. So get ready for the spring. Get ready for warmer weather. Hopefully things will be opening up. So did you guys have fun with this Valentine's Day off that we had? Anything exciting? Yeah. Hell yeah. No, not excited, but. What'd you do, Liz? Nothing no. exciting. I slept <laughs> Finally, yes. Um, and just you know, kick back, look at some papers. It's starting the um, essay one was due on Monday for my students, so I prepared myself for all of the crying and the emails about asking for last minute extensions, which they deserved <laughs> a lot because a lot of my students are in Texas, uh -huh. and so you know, Texas has been hit by um, horrible snowstorms over the past weekend leading up until still Monday. So I still have students who don't have power, haven't had power mm -hmm. since Sunday. Um, so yeah, so I just checked in and just, you know, took care of myself, watched some football, uh, football, oh, watched some basketball, <laughs> watched tennis, played with the cat. It was good. It was good. Didn't have to see Remy. certain uploads on this panel. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I was like, you had a busy John, busy day, Johnny Storm. What were you doing? Um, I had a little date guy person 
So I kind of enjoyed myself and I went to I went to eat and it was like a romantic situation. So yeah. Oh romantic. Guys. You said sorta romantic. Cause it was really chill. Like we couldn't do much. So Yeah, of course. Yeah. I feel like I, I kinda like mushy romantic like 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 um, I said like three times, like going to uh, <laughs> it was a yacht. mushy and romantic, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah. yacht party or something like that. Something mm-hmm. extravagant. <laughs> Robbie Rock, what, we, what were you up to? Uh, Jose and I opted Ooh. to invite my daughter and granddaughter over. Uh, my daughter is currently single, so we spent. A wonderful Valentine's Day together with the girls. It was, uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Got to send them That's home with cute. some leftovers. Got to send the grandbaby over to grandma's for babysitting because Erica's back in school and everyone's doing their part to help her out just a little bit. So, yeah. Nice. I took, me, I took me a little vacation with the wife. Where we went down to uh, the Nags Head area and just uh, did nothing because we got washed out. We, we rented a house <laughs> and we were planning on, you know, spending some time with the dogs, right? We knew it was going to be cold, but, you know, because it's time of year. But we figured at least a day or two, but we really got washed out the entire time. So we just yeah. stayed in. The wife um, uh, organized, well, it was a Christmas present, but it was for Valentine's Day. But uh, we did a, uh, a cooking class online, you know, because you can't do the cooking classes in person anymore. So really? Online cooking class. That's interesting. Camp- a virtual cooking class. Yeah, so it was we made the best of it. We made the best. It might have been rained Good. out, but they were different walls that you were staring at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's true. All right. If you've never been to TLS before, Truth by Shenanigans, let me tell you a little bit about it. Our hosts share their truth and opinions with you, call out the lies, and point out any ridiculous shenanigans going on. And on our show, we always try to have some fun with shenanigans of our own. Our show streams live just about everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch TV, TikTok, everywhere. Just tell your friends to search at TLS Live Show across all those platforms. And make sure you subscribe to the audio replay of the podcast on iTunes, Google, Alexa, Pandora, iHeart. You'll find us wherever you watch or listen to this podcast. All right, today we're going to start off with our spotlight on Black history. And Gianni Storm wants to share with you the story of Marian Anderson. Today's spotlight is on Marian Anderson. Marian Anderson was a contralto singer, um, and on January 7, 1955, Anderson broke the color barrier between, um, I'm sorry, by being the first African-American to perform with the New York Metropolitan Opera. Born in Philadelphia in, 19, in 1897, she joined her church's junior choir at age six and got to perform solos and duets with her Aunt Mary. Um, Anderson credits her Aunt Mary's influence as the reason she pursued her singing career. Her family couldn't afford um, to send her to high school nor pay for music lessons, but still Anderson continued to perform wherever she could and for whoever. Eventually, her church, along with Black community leaders, raised the money she needed to get singing lessons and attended South Philadelphia High School, um, from which she graduated in 1921. After Anderson was denied admission to the Philadelphia Music Academy, 
um, because she was black. She got her first big break when she won her first prize in a singing competition sponsored by the New York Philharmonic. Um, she sang for both President Dwight D. Eisenhower and John F. Kennedy at their inauguration. Um, Anderson was active in supporting the civil rights movement of the 60s, and she left behind a legacy. Fun fact about Miss and Miss Marian Anderson is in 1930, in the 1930s, on her European tour, performing for kings and queens, Anderson won the Prix des Champs in Paris. If I said that right. Or you can ask um, thank you for your contribution, Miss Marian Anderson. Yes, Marian Anderson. Now let's, we have a video of Marian Anderson of her singing. So let's. Kenya draws no color line. And so it is fitting that Marian Anderson should raise her voice in tribute to the noble Lincoln whom mankind will ever honor. Miss Marian Anderson. Pretty smile. Deep operatic. All right, that is your TLS spotlight for Black History. Thank you, Gianni. Thank you. Any John. thoughts on uh, Marian Anderson, Lizzie? Just bring back <laughs> memory. I discussed with you guys earlier. Um, my brother, my older brother, um, was an opera singer, and so not only was there a lot of music in our home but a lot of Marian Anderson tracks. And we had some of her tracks on VHS back in the day. So actually I'm very familiar with that clip. Um, seen it probably a oh. hundred times. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, you know, taking me back to my childhood a little bit. I don't usually play opera as an adult, but when I think of my childhood, <laughs> of the music that was played in our house, it was Motown, it was salsa, and it was a lot of opera, a lot of opera. Wow. Robbie, your thoughts? Very cool. It's, uh, this is a historical figure that I wasn't aware of until Johnny put it on the radar. So again, thank you for teaching me, enlightening me. It's a, the show has just been such a, a wonderful cultural and history lesson for me. <laughs> Love it. Uh, now I need to let everyone know, next show on Sunday, our guest will be a living icon in Black history, Miss Carlotta Wells Lanier. Uh, one of the little, did I say it wrong, Lizzie? You're, you're, okay, say, say it for me. Lanier. <laughs> <laughs> Carlotta Walls Lanier. Lanier? Lanier. Okay, Lanier. I'm Lanier. thinking French. We, we have French on the show today. So let's practice it before Sunday's show. We'll have it right. Walls Lanier. Lanier. All right, Lanier. one of Little Rock Nine will be joining our show and she'll be telling, her, telling us her story. Um, for those that may not know, the Little Rock Nine were the nine black children escorted to the US, by the U.S. military to school 
during the time of immigration. So we'll have an amazing guest spotlight on Sunday at live 4 p.m. Eastern. But for today, also have an amazing guest, and we have our guest PLS guest spotlight. Spotlight today is on Ivana Romelis, aka the Mademoiselle. Hey, welcome. Hey, welcome. So, welcome. Hello. So, Iv Ivana Romelis is yes, a social influencer, proud Haitian, and Jersey girl. She graduated from Bloomfield College and Full Sail University. She received her master's in public relations and her bachelor's in communications and broadcast journalism. Ivana is a businesswoman. She owns the media consultation company and Media Hustle. Let me tell you, the Mademoiselle is a blast. No nonsense, straight to the thank point. Ivana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I like that introduction. It makes me feel important. <laughs> <laughs> you are important. You are. <laughs> I know. I'm sure, I'm sure we missed a little. Right? Let's talk about Marian Anderson. I love that you guys picked her because I was like, wow, that's mad ironic. She was one of the first black singers in history I learned about in like fourth grade. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. funny. That's about what I learned. Like, yeah, I had one of those white teachers that was very like, Pro, I mean, we call it woke now. That that's not a word to me. I feel like she made that up. consciousness. She was very conscious, and she was very like, "You are brown. Black is you are not black. This is black. This is like she used to be very like." And I remember she did. Um, we had auditions for like a Black History concert, and I was so upset because my voice is like an alto, and you know, Mary Anderson has that high pitch. Mm, yes, she does. Harriet Tubman role. And another girl got married in Anderson, and I was so sad because I wanted to wear the nice little dress, but I was like, I rocked that hair. So I was like, <laughs> rocked her that's right. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm so, I was like, that's so ironic. Like, oh, wow, that's like childhood. That is ironic. You know? I love that part connection. of the show. I'm sure we missed yes. a lot of good stuff from the, from the bio, from the intro that I did. So tell us, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and the Mademoiselle. Yeah, so I grew up in Jersey. I was born in Long Island. Mm. I was born in like the Bayshore area. I just checked my uh, birth certificate. I was like, well, I don't know what Bayshore is. I was like, it's far, it's out the way. Um, it's kind of like it's slip area. And um, my parents moved to Jersey when I was like two, three. Um, so I was practically raised in Jersey my entire life. Grew up in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Currently live in Newark. Um, oh wow! Hey. Just, the name. <laughs> just the name. I'm not from Jersey, but just the name, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Lizzie. Same name, like not the same, but hey, close enough. Um, <laughs> I, um, that's actually where I started my YouTube channel, but it was supposed to be a collaborative effort at first. Um, I was trying to do like little comedy skits. Thank God that didn't work out because now I'm thinking about it like it's just relying on. That makes sense. You're funny. It makes sense that you would do skits. People tell I don't do well with scripted comedy. I think mm -hmm. I'm just naturally oh, yeah. that. Yeah, so true. I'm fine, but people are not really consistent. And I'm the type of person I like to get things done. I don't have time to wait for people. I don't have time to. Oh, I can't make it today. Like I, I'm a very um, what do they call them? Uh, <laughs> 
what are they boss I like things to be done I don't have time for you to tell me that you can't so that didn't work out but yeah. I still had a skit I think it's still on private I'm very sure it's on the channel it's just private because in chat it's embarrassing <laughs> and I then wanted to do like I've always been known for dressing nice um, that's always been my thing, yeah. dressing nice and then, you know, wearing heels all the time. So I thought I was gonna have like a fashion channel. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Wow. That, um, <laughs> it really out. I, I didn't have the equipment to do it. Um, that's really yeah. what it was. Like I didn't have the like because you when you do a fashion thing, you have to have like a decent quality camera. And then you have to have the space because it's like if you're standing, the camera has to be kind of like a ways. And I was at my parents' right. house. I'm like, I know space for that. <laughs> so that died very quickly. It was very sad. I was I really thought yeah. I tried numerous ones, you know, and then um then I thought I was gonna do music reviews um of indie artists. That that didn't work because indie artists, I love indie artists, okay, and I'm I hope nobody in here I don't care, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> indie artists are some of the most freaking ungrateful people ever. And it was just like I I don't wanna work with oh, anyone wow. to or yeah. I had a lot of like horrible encounters, um, yeah. you know, in a couple of DJs at like Hot 97 and stuff like that. And it was just like, I'm over y'all. Like, I don't like y'all. Like, y'all act like y'all made it and y'all ain't do nothing. <laughs> so <and laughs> that ended. And then um, I always, while I was doing this, I was getting a following on Twitter. Um, that yeah. was my biggest platform until someone hacked me. Very depressed about it still. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, so when you were growing up. Yeah, they they hacked my Twitter. They hacked my old Facebook. They hacked the email. I still can't get into that email for that old Facebook. Oh. I had to send in my ID just to get the Facebook back, but I already made a new Facebook, so I was like, whatever. I was lit, man. What's that about that? Like, you know, so talking about social issues and giving commentary on stuff, and people were always telling me, "Oh my God, you need to make videos about this." And I'm like, ah, that sounds like a lot of work because I talk a lot. There's no way. So eventually I just started doing it and I first, my videos, my story times were doing well. So that's what I started doing. I started going to stories and the stories did well, but then I ran out of people to talk shit about. So <laughs> I started doing the commentary and the social issues and the, what really popped my channel off was a rant about the natural hair community. Oh, uh, I pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> I, here, I happen yeah. to be. 100% correct um, because now yeah. a lot of the YouTubers uh, that used to do hair content disappeared. Either they just going through a divorce, which is ridiculous. I don't know how all of them just happen to be getting divorced at the same at time. At the same COVID, time. <laughs> yeah, I guess COVID really messed up a lot of relationships. Um, either that or some of them are just branching out because, like, let's be real, how many retweets can you do? Yep. How many big tops can you do? <laughs> how many, yeah. you know, like, how many can you do? So, only so much. Yeah. You know, so after that, I went into just talking about random stuff. Like I did plastic surgery, you know, yep. the nonsense phrase of that. I did um, a lot of parents, you know, not parenting their children. How these kids out yep. of control. Like yeah, we started some doing that. That's some of my favorite. I saw one, I saw one of your episodes you on that. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So we uh, actually, I have a uh, video clip from one of your uh, unpopular Ooh. opinions. Ooh. Let's take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> first unpopular opinion is 
I do not trust Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. I don't trust <laughs> any white man, as a matter of fact, to save us and bring us out of any ruts that we have been in. I'm so sick and tired of us black folk just shelling our votes and shelling our money towards white people, expecting them to help us when history has proven that they do not. As far as Kamala, Kamala spent a lot of time pandering to her Indian side of her heritage as opposed to the black side the first time I've heard she that too. some shit. Therefore, yeah. I don't trust her because now she want to use all the lingo and all the slang and all of that, trying to act like she a sister. And I'm just not a fan of it. Am I making this up? Absolutely not. You guys <laughs> can look up this information yourselves if it hasn't already been expunged from the internet. But all I'm saying is I don't trust neither one of them and I do not think they're going to save us or bring us any type of anything that we've been looking for that the Democratic Party or anyone else has been promising us for such a long time. That is just my personal opinion. I do think that we should give them a chance. I feel like we should definitely like, you know, see where it goes. Like, I don't hate them, but I don't <laughs> trust them. And that's just my personal opinion. And no, the Republicans aren't any better either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, Lizzie, what do you think about that? What was that directed towards? Lizzie, Lizzie, that was for you. Well, first we have to pronounce her name properly, so it's Kamala, not Kamala. <laughs> but I know, I think everyone is entitled to their opinion, especially since especially for Kamala, um, in the black community, there's been a history of mistrust. And so, and you can attach Joe Biden to that too, but since Kamala is um, projected or propped up to be one of us, because she does have a Jamaican father, she has a mother who's from India, and she, you know, went to Howard University, um, contributes heavily to HBCUs, is an AKA, I don't really like them, but we're not going to talk about um, but, but I think, you know, they're, they both came into this position with a lot of baggage. As a lot of, as a lot of presidential nominees do, um, do I buy into the, I don't trust them? Eh, I trust them more so than most. Um, especially, you know, even with, it's been what, 30 days? Has it been 30 days yet? Um, I think yeah, they are 30, making no, not thirty yet. Three more almost, days. Almost thirty. I think um, in the first almost thirty days, um, the administration has made great strides. Not just you know for the black community, but for Americans as a whole. Just kind of trying to repair some of the bullshit that we went through um, over the past four years. So I I respect your opinion. I. At times, felt because I was no. I was Joe gonna say because it was very similar, especially Joe Biden. I know you, you had some no, issues with Joe. No Joe Biden fan either. Yep. Haven't been since. Remember that. Um, the the um, what's his name, Clarence Thomas? You know, hearings for when he was up, you know, to be nominated or to be confirmed as a po as a SCOTUS, if you will. Um, so I, I hear you. I get it. Understand it. So Deanna, um, okay. I think we we need to. Wait it out a little bit. Wait it out a little bit. So Gianni Storm, yes. questions for the Mademoiselle? So now we're about to hit yes. you questions. Rapid fire questions. Get ready. <laughs> Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um the videos you've reacted to, whether it's on celebrities or you know, regular people, has anyone ever come to you about what you've said or like any of your opinions? Um, or anybody 
Like if it's not the celebrity or the person themselves, anybody in their camp or their party, have they ever like addressed you about anything you've said? All the time. And I just ignore it because for what? I said what I said, I meant what I said, and I'll say it again. Um, for the it. most part, usually, <laughs> yeah, like for the most part, typically, right? Like ninety per 99.9% 9 of the time, if I said something, I meant it. Even if somehow five or 10 years down the line, my opinion changes, I'm a firm believer of even if my opinion changes, someone else resonates with it and maybe they got something from it. There's very few major things that I can say that I've said where it's like, I've Repetitive. been like, oh my God, I don't believe this anymore. And even at that, it's usually something that's communicated regularly. I'll be like, you know, I used to think that this, but now it's like, mm, like abortion. That's something I can say. It's probably the only thing I've a hundred percent been like one side and now I'm on another. And I'm like, well, hey. what side did you come and go from? I actually yeah. used to be very pro-life. Now I'm very pro-choice just because of looking at all the kids in the hood that don't need to be in these households and just like, just, it's just sad. It's like a lot of these people just have kids for no reason and the kids are suffering. And I just believe that people should exercise their right to just terminate pregnancies. Yeah. You've talked about that on your channel as well too. Yeah. And people got upset and I'm like, okay, don't kill your baby. That's fine. But my taxes got to pay this. We got to follow what it is. Like, yeah, it's true. I have a quick question for you, and this is um, kind of in tune with something that Gianni went through over the past, I would say, month or so. So she does these amazing TikTok videos for us, and she did a TikTok video about the insurrection, and she got a lot of nasty commentary in return. And so my first question is, hold on, it was about the riots, the insurrection on January 6th, and so Gianni she was like, I would have been basically shot. And so a lot of but her people came for her. And so my question to you is like, one, have you gotten a lot of nasty or um, vitriolic comments? And two, how did you deal with it? Or how, what advice would you give to our girl, Gianni? Okay, so first things first. Um, like I said, I just ignore because at the end of the day, like I said, I said what I said, right? Not only that, it comes with the territory. Like when you put yourself on the internet, people need to understand. Like as disrespectful as it is, it is it like as it is, which it is, and I feel like people, especially adults, need to like not be nasty to one another. But what you also need to realize, especially with TikTok, this is why I don't even have a TikTok. First of all, it's full of children. It's full of ignorance. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. I deleted the whole thing. I don't trust these these people taking out information, even though America does it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I just don't. Mind you, I have clients that come to me for TikTok, and I help them. I have a client that reached over 500,000 followers with my advice, which is crazy. I was like, shit, maybe I don't get on TikTok. Really? But it's like, literally, <laughs> she said that, okay, this is what happened to her. She literally, you know Kim Possible, how she has that brown lip? Apparently, a lot of these white yeah. girls like to paint on brown lip, and she basically made a comment about it, like, oh, that's funny. Black girls have been disrespected for brown lips. Now y'all want to paint y'all lips brown. And it was like, oh, it's Kim Possible. She was like, well, Kim Possible must be inspired by black people. Oh, they've been dragging her for like a week. I think she's getting dragged. Wow. For that. So realistically, first of all, you have to pick your lane in terms of where you want to be, because not every social yeah. media platform is you may be getting tracked on uh, on uh, TikTok, but probably if you post that on Twitter, people are most likely gonna like report it. You probably gonna pull up from that, you know? 
Um, you put it on YouTube. That's true. Left or right. We all know where that's going on YouTube because YouTube will probably block you because it's political. Then you got Facebook. Facebook, yeah, people might drag you. That's it's volatile. So you know, it's like you have to understand when you put yourself on the internet, people might just drag you, and you can either just yeah. delete. That's me. I don't delete comments. I don't have time for that. The only way I'll delete a comment is if it's disrespecting another person. Yeah, you can disrespect all I yes. all you want, but yeah, you know, you're not gonna disrespect my subscribers. I don't care if I don't know them. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they from two. You're not going if I catch it, belong. <laughs> mm-hmm. If yeah. you're going to be like just blatantly disrespectful, like, oh, you you n-word, rah, 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 I block. Like, we don't got time. You can respect <laughs> yeah. me disagreeing, but for the most part, if I'm getting dragged, which I have before, especially my unpopular opinions videos, always get me in trouble. I think because it was my <laughs> in that video, I ain't get in trouble for that one. So at that point, <laughs> if it's that bad, I yeah. just um turn off notifications completely. Either for that post or whatever, because you can't do that on most platforms. You can just turn on the turn off the notifications. But like, listen, I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I love how she just ignores shit. I don't have time. <laughs> like, I'm not going to people I've never met, True. and that's what you yeah. need to understand. A lot of people you never met them. Like, and you don't owe them nothing. Like, who are you? Like, okay, you're mad. That's fine. Go cry about it to your mother. Like, it comes to a point where it's like, especially with a lot of these people are like 12. And that's another problem because next thing you know, you say something yeah. wrong to the wrong person and they're an 11 year old. Now they go on Twitter like, oh, you know, be mad at Wazelle, called me a bitch. And it's like, okay, now you're getting in trouble for calling an 11 year old a bitch. But you didn't know that. <laughs> and you're talking shit like you've grown. You know, yeah. like it happens. You know, someone accused me of making them want to commit suicide. So, we'll like, get to Robbie Rock's question so, in a second. Wow. But let me, there's a question online from Mike Winter. So, when you say you ignore the responses, does that mean that you are only interested in offering your opinions and not open to electoral changes or challenges to your opinions that might color your opinion? No, it depends. Like, there's some people that get upset. Okay, it depends, right? I've never been dragged for any of my opinions because, again, it's an opinion. And I usually make it very, very clear that it's my opinion, right? Now, if I get on YouTube and I try to make an opinion that's a fact, like say if I get on YouTube and I'm like, Joe Biden's a terrorist. Okay, the fuck? Like that, you can't, I can't go around saying, that. I can say I don't like him and I don't trust him, but I'm not going to say he's a terrorist. You know, like that's, you know, that's unfactual. So now if I put that out and then everybody's like, Ronnie, you're wrong, rah, rah, rah. would I ignore that? No, because clearly I'm wrong, right? There's been times where it's like, I've I done see. something wrong. And I'm like, All right, let me correct that. But if you're just going to be mad because one time you got mad because I said Little Kim ain't a legend, that's your damn business. What are we debating? <laughs> <laughs> Little Kim you is know, a I legend. Know. I don't know what you're talking about. Legendary. I know I said something about Little Kim and all the Little Kim fans came on Twitter and I was like, okay, what y'all want me to do? Take it back? I'm not taking it back. I don't care if that girl. I don't. And, like, and then, right. you know, I, there's certain things where it's like, what am I debating with people I don't know for? Right. That's my opinion. Yeah. Hi, Robbie. Yeah, like we get sent you hundred little insults. You know, can like I just, yeah. Can I get in there before Robbie? Because I think Mike Winter is talking about something totally different than what we are talking about in terms of experience. Like, there's not when you get a lot of fan or feedback in comments on Twitter, on IG, social media, TikTok. It's not a lot of intelligent conversation. It's not. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> digs at you at personally, your, your physical being, how you look, how you act, your color, shallow, your, 
Very shallow. And that's one of the reasons why, and I will say this now, <laughs> I very rarely engage on my behalf. Yeah, because nobody has outside of Facebook. Because Facebook, I can control who's seeing my shit. Mm-hmm. On the yeah. other platform, I, I can't really unless I just make everything private. And I, you know, I'm a professor. I, you know, am a sports journalist. I have a reputation to maintain. You have a reputation to maintain. And you just can't mm-hmm. go back and forth with these people because it will take you outside of yourself. It really exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to a lot of these celebrities. They get dragged for saying something wrong to the wrong person that they didn't even know. And now every day they want to respond to something. It's like, what are you responding to these people yeah. for? Like, don't you have a yacht to go party on? Like, I don't have time for that. Like, I'm not going back and forth with people that are just mad because I said something. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. A lot of it is just energy. I'm not going to put my energy towards, like, just nonsense. Like, if you're mad, that's great. Unsubscribe, but you'll be back. But, hey, that's usually the first month. Hi, Robbie. Or, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what's going through some of your content. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Colorism in the U.S. Part 1. Uh, that you did last week and in particular i enjoyed the quote where you were sharing about the a a white haitian taking offense to being told that they're white and i think your quote was you know don't take my haitian away from me so my question is in your opinion does a cultural affiliation or natural and national affiliation trump skin color so it's funny i'm actually doing an international video on colorism i'm i actually just filmed it before this Honestly, I feel like that's also an opinion that has kind of changed. Um, I feel like in America, we're very like color, color, color. (sighs) At this point, I really feel like your nationality and your ethnicity is more important than what you look like on the outside. But sadly, what you look like on the outside is going to dictate how other people treat you. And it's it's really deeper. Yeah. They don't. Even at that, there's a lot of people that look like, I guess, black or like, you know, like they're from America or they're from Africa, but like they're black indigenous, like mm-hmm. the people in Australia. And then, you know, people are like, oh, well, you don't look this. And it's like, <laughs> like, it's just, okay. like, I, I didn't, I'm mad I even looked into colorism internationally. I'm like, this is worse than America. Like, I feel like America, yeah, like, right? But in other countries, it comes to a point where it's like these people literally, it's life and death for them to be light skinned. Like, it literally yeah. is. Like, a lot of them will not get a job. They will not get married. They will not get an education just because they're dark skinned. And what yeah. we see is like classism. It's so weird. It's like, so Very if I'm weird. like, like, what light skin is dark, I'm like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, you know, so I really feel like a lot of this ethnicity, like you are where you're from in terms of like your lineage. Um, that's why I don't like when people try to say things to American born uh, people that have like immigration backgrounds. They're like, oh, well, you're American. You're not from what? I'm like, no, no. Like, I was raised <laughs> you were born. You were born in America, but you, yep. but you call you, but you say that you're Haitian. Yep. I'm Haitian American or I'll take black American. I, I don't get offense. Like a lot of Haitians will be very upset. You they call them black. You know, so we had a conversation pre-show before we had a conversation pre-show about that. And my wife, um, her mother and father are Haitian. So she's from Haitian. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've had, I, man, you cannot tell a Haitian born here Caribbean. that they are not oh Haitian because <laughs> they're American. Yeah. They do not own that. I mean, they get mad, mad. Yeah. 
Like, I won't take African-American, but I'll take Black American, and I'll take Haitian-American. But even at that, if I get misidentified as African-American, I'm not about to kill you. Like, I don't give a shit. But Haitians do. Haitians get upset, especially especially when you talk about their children. I think it's really (laughs) But also, I think even if if you take out the term African-American, a lot of um, African-Americans associate the word Black with African-American. So they, you know, they will call a black Dominican black. And when that Dominican hears it and they're just Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm Dominican, they get offended. Oh, well, you don't think you're black? No, I'm saying I'm Dominican. I'm saying I'm Dominican. I'm saying I'm Haitian. It's obvious that I'm black, unless you're Sammy Sosa, who died itself pink, like, you know, Pepto-Bismol. But (laughs) it's, it's... American thing. It really is an American thing. And in Haiti, you know, it's in the Constitution that every Haitian born black. Everybody on that island is considered black in terms of the Constitution that they like to revise every time they want to do it. Yeah, that whole white Haitian thing is a whole other... That that one's a headache. A lot of them are from Polish descent, (laughs) though, but um, they do claim they're Haitian as realistically they do they did earn it because a lot of the Polish did help Haiti gain its independence, therefore they have a part of the island. So they have that right to be called Haitians. That's why I never disrespect no white Haitian. It does still shock me. I'll be like, oh shit. And I'm like, oh yeah. Got y'all. The island is mainly like 90%. Haitian find them. You know, I met a couple in um it's like so strange. When they would speak Creole, I'm, so like, funny. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I forget. You understand what I'm saying. I can't talk shit about you now. You know, so. I, yeah, I saw some comments online about this. Uh, Olivia E says, but you can't use color as a race or nationality. I'm black and something else doesn't make sense to her. And that, I, again, that, that's an American ideal. Yep. Yeah, that's an American person. It is. Like I said, in, in the pre-show in Cuba, you have no color. You are Cuban, and that's it. You're not black. You're not a black Cuban. You're not a white Cuban. You're not a mestizo Cuban, mulatto. Nothing. Yeah. Cuban. It's in the It's in the Constitution by law. You are Cuban. Mm-hmm. You do not identify yourself by your color. Yep. That is that is the law for, or that is the mindset for a lot of our brothers and sisters who come from the Caribbean. And so when they get here, they will identify as their nationality first and then race a distant second because it it never occurs to them. That's not how they were raised. That's not the law in their particular country. And, you know, in Cuba, you know, under Batista, under Castro, you know, Batista was kind of worse than Castro, but no one wants to talk about that. But under Batista Mm -hmm. and Castro, um, you could not go around telling people in public, referring to yourself as Negro. You couldn't do that. You would be arrested. You are Cuban, plain and simple. Jacqueline Robinson says India has a deeply entrenched caste system. Like when it yep, says yep. worse in India and worse in South Africa, uh, which Lizzie and I learned about in at least in high school. Um, also, Olivia also says that, uh, yes, sis, I am born in America. And I am an Ethiopian. Her, her father's Ethiopian. <laughs> Ethiopian American. There you go. Like, <laughs> not that hard. Uh, I, this is the way I see it. I feel like, listen, where are you born is your nationality. 
wherever your family or lineage is, is your ethnicity, and then your race is, yeah, at that point, we don't know. Everybody's mixed up. But you get, you know what your race is. Like, you know, that's how I just do it to make things simple, but people just be... To make it simple. Yeah, yeah. like, where you're born, your nationality. What's your passport? Okay, <laughs> America. <laughs> right? When you go to France, they don't like you. You got an American passport. Okay, so... Everything. Like, I don't, I don't Simple. care. Exactly. Yeah, right. I don't care. Unfortunately, we are out of time, and you know this has been a great discussion, and I think people got a really good feel for what your YouTube channel is all about. Um, do you have any final words or thoughts you want to share? And you know, tell everyone where to find you. Um. Yeah. So you guys can find me on YouTube, the Mademoiselle, as you guys can see on the screen. I hope. Right. I'm sure they can see us. Right. <laughs> um, you can find me on all social medias by typing that, but usually my handles are the Mel, just T H E E, M as in Mary, L L L E. Um, and uh, final thoughts would be live your truth and say what you got to say because at the end of the day, can't nobody kill you, and if they do, they're gonna go to jail. So, yeah, always speak your truth. I made it a little easier, I made it a little easier. Very true. You know, yep. always make sure that you never fit the mold, okay? Because the mold is old. Okay, the mold is old. Be who you want to be. Be true to who like you want to be. Yeah, I like that. the mold is old. I like that. It, is. it really is. At this point, it's like you know, it's now or never. Never make excuses. Never use your adversities as a reason why you can't go somewhere. We all know we all have our own special set of problems, but we all have to make our, you know. Put our best foot forward to get past it because we all can do it. Yeah. If you believe you can't, you will. If you believe you can't, you won't. So, all right, guys. All right. Thank you. Search, go Google search the Mademoiselle. Check out her channel. It's a great channel, a lot of fun. So, thank you so much for joining us, Ivana. Love thank you, guys. You. Thank you. All right. We'll see you later. Wonderful guest, wonderful guest. So wonderful guest, very colorful. Um, I liked a lot of her energy and what she had to say. I just hate now Ivanka Trump because every time you said Ivana, it registered. Ivanka. Ivanka. <laughs> oh no, that's you horrible. Make me get a, no, it sits that in your mind. Horrible. That is horrible. <laughs> At least she spells it, you know, in a very non-Trump way. Um, <laughs> me to not you know connect it with Ivan Ivanka but the first time you said her name out loud I was like wait what oh all right <laughs> let's quickly get into our hot topics oh. truth lies shenanigans our hosts bring you hot topics they want to share we'll ask is it truth lies or shenanigans our panel will talk about it for a bit until time is up and then our audience we'll go to our audience questions and comments so make sure you're talking to us online. We are listening. And today we are starting out with Rob B. Rob B, you found out that the LAPD is sending out some PD Valentines. Is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? Uh, this is truth and shenanigans. I really wish it was a lie, some kind of hoax. But yeah, like you said, Neil, um, so Valentine's Day, the uh, LAPD has launched an investigation, an internal investigation, after officers were reported to have shared a Valentine's Day image of George Floyd with the caption that read, you take my breath away. 
So the LAPD is looking into whether the image was created by a fellow employee or if it was brought in externally. Um, they tweeted about it that at this point, the department hasn't identified act any actual postings in the workplace or identified that it was in fact one of their, their members. Um, and their police chief, I'm not too sure if it's Michette Moore or Mitchell Moore, it's the French inmate. Uh, <laughs> he told the LA Times that uh, an officer had filed a complaint about the image uh, when they received it and they were to be interviewed just this Monday, February 15th. In a statement uh, to reporters, uh, police chief uh, Moore also said that our investigation is to determine the accuracy of the allegations while also reinforcing our zero tolerance for anything with racist views, end quote. Um, so if the allegations are substantiated, Moore also added that people will find his wrath. Very lovely sentiment, but this is also the same man that earlier this summer um, said that George Floyd's, George Floyd's death was on the looter's hands just as much as the officer's. So I'm, what? yeah, yeah, right. This is the same guy. same guy. So I'm, I'm absolutely, and that's it. Like to me, it's just mind-boggling that someone would take the time to create something so tasteless. Like I gut reacted when I read this one, and I'm coming to you and looking for your reaction and your comments on this because this is just. Well, Lizzie, you you sound like you have some uh, reactions. Honestly, I, I really don't have much to say. That's how disgusted I am. Like, what kind of animal, you know, what kind of vagina did you come out of that would make you create something like that? Like, it, we're, we're talking about, not even if you are a racist, we're talking about someone who nationally, internationally, we saw die in front of our eyes. What is there to mock about that? Where is the laughter? Where is the joy in that? And who was your intended audience? Who are those people? Like where, where did it come from and where did it go? Because obviously it went to one person that it wasn't intended for perhaps. And that's mm -hmm. the person who spoke up. But who are those other people that got it and didn't say anything? That's what that's what I want to know because you know birds of a feather, races of a feather flock together. So I, I I'm very disappointed in it because you know as much as we you know try to um, as best we can say you know not all of the apples in the bunch are bad, not all police officers are bad, but we're constantly having to defend. Like, come on, guys. This is and if you and if you share these sentiments, if you believe that, then it's locker room talk. It's nothing that you put on paper. It's nothing that you are stupid enough to leave a trail. You whisper it to your boy in the locker room as racists are wont to do, and you keep it moving. <laughs> but now it, it's 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 one of those things where I'm just like. God, like, how are we ever going to get away from this? It's how hard to be angry anymore. It's like, it's That's really hard. It's like, I, I, I barely, like, I, I looked at, you know, Rob's um, topic and I read the story, shook my head and was like, yeah, there's mean, another one. I think with the advent of Trump, with Trump bringing all of this to light and, you know, pandering to these type of people, 
um, it brought them out into the light. So um, now, fortunately, they're still reporting on things like this that are happening. They've been happening all the time. This is what the police do. I mean, they, they probably, this is, this is one of the few times we've heard about it. So it, it's just hard to be angry anymore. It's just hard. I mean, fortunately, Trump is out. We can start to, like I say, they can start slithering a little bit back into the, um, the shadows a bit. I mean, obviously, some people are just going to be out in the open and just going to be racist, open racist. But, you know, at least now we, they can start to slither. Some of this stuff will decrease. It won't go away. It's going to be around forever because, not forever, but at least in our okay. lifetimes, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. But it's just it's just hard to be angry anymore. It's just I'm just so happy. I, I think I've been angry if Trump was still around. So um, at this point, I'm just like, let's just kind of just deal with it, move on from these these people, go back into your little... I mean, I, I do want us to stay aware, though. I do want us to stay aware of these things so we can address them. Um, and I do want us yeah. to still, you know, attack them, cancel people, whatever we got to do. Still want to do that. But at the same time, it's hard to be angry anymore. The, the bad thing about staying aware is that uh, George Floyd's family is also aware. Mm-hmm. Like they're also seeing this and consuming this and having to relive what happened and face the reality that this is how certain segments of America view my loved one. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's just sad. It, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, I think I have some of the same feelings that you guys did when I saw Rob um, post that article. I I kind of, even with it, I did barely wrote any notes because I just, I didn't, I was like, what do you say? Because it's more so something I feel like I have more questions about. Um, and they, it, it felt like the article wasn't specific. Obviously, they're still investigating it, but I feel like, I don't know, come with the answers, like come with the results, like come with more evidence and as to who and why. But I know that there were two Instagram accounts that they were like um, investigating. One was Blue, Ma- Blue Line Mafia. So I think that my thoughts overall on the subject, yeah, Blue Line, Blue, Blue Life Mafia, sorry. <laughs> no, that's Blue Life like, Mafia. Yeah, you know that. Still weird, yeah. I think that, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say I can't believe something like this is happening, but it's just, it's, I don't know. How do you find humor in that? It's just disgusting. I, I, mm-hmm. uh, that's, I, I agree with all of your points. And it really, at this point, I, I'm tired of the culture of protection that, that exists in the priesthood, that exists in law enforcement. When they find these people who were involved in disseminating this information, sharing this information, I think the days of uh, suspension with pay are behind us. If you're in a position of authority and you embrace this ideology, you do not belong in a position of authority or power. You should be stripped of your rank and just a lifetime ban on law enforcement. Hey, sorry, you don't get to be a bully with a badge anymore. You can be a bully if you want, but you're not going to hide behind a shield and you're going to have to face from real world consequences. When you start facing real world consequences for your actions, you take note, others take note. There's an opportunity to learn. And like I said, I'd like you, I I wasn't, I, I was initially mad, but immediately went to just dismay that I can't believe this is, that it's happening. It's, I can't believe it, 
but I, I can't believe that this is happening. Declan Robinson says, I'm so tired of hearing this. This isn't who we are and outright lie. Um, who, Jose, else is it? who else is it if it ain't who we are? Who else is it? Jose says, uh, I had to read the post over and over because I could not believe someone came up with this site. Right, who comes up with that? Uh, disbelief over anger now, reprehensible. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Jacqueline Rob says, we have to remember that a few law enforcement officers participated in the insurrection. The Southern Poverty yeah. Law Center warned us years ago that white nationalists were infiltrating police departments. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I think they've been in police part. They, they haven't infiltrated. They are <laughs> and always have been in police departments. Matter of fact, I think they seek out those types of jobs. You know, because police officers are, I think, the number three or so job for psychopaths. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, psychopath. It's the number three job for psychopaths. So um, it's not unexpected that it would be a top job for racists and murderers and, and people that are just don't give a damn. So you were about to say something wrong? No, no, no. This is uh, this was some good discussion, and I, I definitely appreciate your comments uh, on this one. Alright, Gianni, you wanted to talk about China still holding their COVID data back. Is this true, lies, or shenanigans? Um, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Is this a truth or a lie? So. Jake Sullivan um, says the White House has deep concerns over how preliminary um, results were communicated. Sullivan added that it was imperative that the report remained independent and free from intervention or um, alteration, sorry, alteration by the Chinese government. Some of the results of pinpointing the outbreak by coup investigators were that it was unlikely the coronavirus had originated in a lab in China, but the transmission from human um, from animals to humans needed to be further investigated. Also, the WHO investigators weren't ruling out many theories, including one by the Chinese government that the virus had come into the country through frozen foods, um, frozen food imports, despite evidence suggest, suggesting such a spread is unlikely. President Biden pledged to rebuild ties with the WHO, um, which were severed by ex-President Trump. After the preliminary fighting findings were released, the Biden administration began expressing skepticism um, that the WHO report offered did not offer the full picture of how the virus spread um, in China and then globally. So my question is, why would China have anything to hide, so to speak? And do you believe this is intentional misinformation from China um, or, sorry, from the WHO? or miscommunication. The WHO being the World Health Organization. So, yes, let's start out with live. Okay. Um, so when I dug into this a little bit, it, my immediate thoughts were, if the outbreak took place in the US, people like Jake Sullivan would be doing their utmost to ensure that US interests were represented in any World Health Report. They wouldn't accept another country being at the table with the WHO. They would want to be at the table with the WHO presenting their find, the findings. The WHO is nonpartisan, they are neutral, they have no political allegiances, and they align themselves only with the UN in 
the principles of their core values, integrity, professionalism, and respect for diversity. We put, uh, they put I, I people's health. I might challenge you on so, that one. I think the who might be, it's still an organization. So there is like politics the, involved. Of course, just like the UN is an organization. So they can absolutely they be, be open to court. They try to be neutral, absolutely. Uh, but misinformation can destroy a country's economy, social fabric, and I fully understand why the host nation has their people at the table. At the end of the day, the WHO is a guest in China and Chinese representatives are working with them. It's been an international effort. They gain nothing by holding back information and they gain everything by sharing the information and working with the international community to work for developing effective vaccines, for example, learning from one another on deployment strategies and containment strategies. But unfortunately, what happened with this is I started tracking it very, very early and it grew exponentially. By the time they started taking note of it, it was already gone. They had already lost control of the situation. It was already international. So I don't know that China and the WHO are trying to withhold or deliberately mislead, mislead. anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I would, I'm going to disagree. I think China is hiding something, no doubt. Um, but they finally did let the, uh, the World Health Organization in recently um, to do further investigation. But of course, two months later, after they cleaned up whatever they need to clean up, so are they hiding something? They're hiding something. I don't know what it is. It might have been numbers so that they would not look so bad. It might have been how they handled the pandemic because they might have they might have done some pretty shady stuff to handle the pandemic and control it um, because they were actually they actually did very well controlling the pandemic considering it started there. So you got to wonder how they were able to handle it. I mean, of course, if the numbers are right. So I think there's something wrong. There's something they're hiding. It's not clear on what. Neil, containment in China was done very differently. When you have a communist power that rules the army to your neighborhood and says, you get to leave once a week for groceries, guess what you're doing? You're leaving once a week for groceries. You're not screaming and fighting about your rights to wear your mask and do whatever you want, because if you do, you get locked up in a hole. And Hawaii babies in China. Exactly. Yeah. Or you get the crap out of you publicly so everybody else learns the lesson and says, shit. I'm not doing groceries. Can I tell okay. you, I went down to North Carolina for, the vac for my vacation, and we were so pissed, my wife and I, because we walk into the food line, and there are all these maskless people. We go up to the manager and say, hey, this person's not wearing their mask. Manager goes up to them, and the woman <laughs> says to him, the one of the women says to him, um, yeah, I can't wear a mask. And she, he's like, okay. <laughs> and then they're just walking around like it's nothing. And it, I mean, it's all these like people, guys in camouflage, you know, these big dudes in camouflage, and it, it's the same people all the time. Lizzie Andrews, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I guess my point is, you know, yes, the political party in China is the Chinese um, Communist Party, um, but when have we ever known them to be transparent? Yeah. Like, yes, they, you know, had full lockdown on their country so that, you know, you have to follow the rules or else. But that doesn't mean that they're going to share that information with the rest of the world. Um, China has always kind of, you know, 
skipped along to the beat of its own drum. Mm -hmm. And that's one been one of actually the um, reasons for the conflict between China and the United States and China and other countries, you know, in the world. I mean, this time last year, you know, we were fuming with China big time. Um, and the year before that. So um, do I, yes, I applaud them for the way they were able to lock down their citizen, but I think that was with an iron fist that um, in some respect, we really didn't want to see here. But I don't trust them to be transparent. I don't trust them to um, come forth with, you know, all of the factual data about the origins of COVID and what actually went on in the beginning. That's not saying that I'm pointing the finger. I am not, you know, calling it the China virus. I'm not doing any of that. What I'm saying is the government of China is suspect. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't, I don't, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were holding some things back for their own personal gain. And it wouldn't surprise uh, me if the who was helping them out. I'm just, I, I think it's unlikely, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Neil's a conspiracy. I would be surprised. they call him? <laughs> a conspiracy, yes. I would be surprised because there would be no advantage for the who. There well, would be no advantage. I don't know. They, they were still trying to. They still wanted money. They, they still need money to survive. So, um, you know, governments, they have to, they still have to look appealing to governments. Um, so you still, but you're not going to look appealing to governments by lying on behalf of China. I mean, but people lie. I mean, I mean, that, that makes sense in theory, yes. But in the real world, people will lie and cover up and do all these things. Listen, I could say I don't believe shit NASA has to say. And but, you shouldn't, because they probably didn't do the moon landing. I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yourself quiet, brother. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not running around, you know, you know, pulling up the flags and saying, okay, you, you, no. Like, this is China. This is not who. This right. is not WHO. This is China. This is the conflict. This is who they are saying. We need to see your data. Why are you holding back from us? Um, and so I, 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 I don't know how we investigate it properly or how we get a hold of that. Um, I need to educate myself right. more on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would not be yeah, surprised. What can we do? do you have, um, Danny Storm, did you have any comments that you wanted to add or anything before we get to the um, no, my question was genuine. I, just, I really wanted to know you guys' know. thoughts because I'm, I'm not as educated as to how things spread in, right. in China. So. Yeah. so there are a couple of comments online. Mike Winter says, Neil, the history of China is simply to have one voice that is unopposed. They claim they did well with the pandemic. You have no clue what the truth is unless it comes from the UN or the WHO. Please don't believe the folks who believe China. You know, I wasn't saying that. I, I don't believe China in any way, shape, or form because that's the way they act. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, <laughs> what, what do we have? Uh, Olivia says China could lose everything. The world, each country, can sue them for reputation. I don't I wonder if she wants reparations. To reparations. Um, but, but the problem uh, is, China owns most of the world. I was going to say. You can't sue the person who has all the money. They it's own the U.S. They're riches. Yeah, they're literally. They're... Ain't nobody suing China for nothing. 
What exactly. I, I, I stop at trillions because that's just so out, you know, past my bank account. But what's beyond yeah. trillions? Because that's what we owe China. Quadrillions. I know. Quadrillions. Quintillions. Quadrillions. Septillions. 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 Yep. And all of them together, that's how much we owe. I'm like reptiles. Yep. Wow. <laughs> reptiles. Reptilians. Dinosaur money. That shit's real. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have for hot topics, unfortunately. You pay back in reptiles. That'll be cool. back. All right. Great comments online. Good, good, good topics, guys. Good topics. All right. So as you know, we always have to end our show with a fun game show. We can't leave without it. Today's game is truth or lie. Oh, that's our show. That's our show. <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> truth or lie. Of course, she doesn't have shenanigans as an option, but today's game is truth or lie. We're going round robin style, and the app is going to give you a random statement. Then you'll have to tell me if you think it's the truth or lie. If you get it right, you get the you get a point, and the person with the most points wins the game and gets the final thought of the show today. All right. So, for example, there are more chickens than humans in the world. Is this a truth or a lie? Truth. <laughs> Robbie said it was true. Robbie yeah. said it was true. <laughs> Robbie did say it was true. That is true. Correct. There are a lot of chickens in the world. <laughs> All right. So, a lot of chickens. Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie, we'll start with you. Humans can distinguish over a trillion different smells. Truth. Or lie. Not in this COVID world. Folks can't smell anymore. <laughs> so that's oh my false. You're saying true. Lie. That's a lie. Are there a trillion different smells? Jesus. No, I'm going to say false. <laughs> this this is true. This is we can true. smell a trillion different yeah. smells. I don't believe that either. That's. that's <laughs> drinks time. Okay. Drinks time. <laughs> That's you. Drink. You don't got drinks. All right. Uh, the owner of the company that makes segways died after actually driving his segway off a cliff. Robbie Rogers, is this truth or lie? Oh, dude, I'm saying true because I just want it to be true. That would be an amazing story. <laughs> the this is true. The owner of the segway died. Oh my god. I didn't know that. Wow. That is new information to me. All right. Good point for Rob B. Good point. Wow. Johnny Storm, a jiffy is an actual unit of time. Truth or lie? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I'll be so you're saying false. It is true. It's an actual unit of time, a jiffy. <laughs> so, Rob B. This is not. It means quick in a jiffy. <laughs> you actually, I know, but I didn't know I that they were actual. That. It was an actual that's, unit. That's a lie. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Lizzie Andrews, Lizzie, in next round. The heaviest aircraft pulled by a single man weighed 188.83 tons and was pulled 8.8 meters on September 17, wow. 2009. That's pretty specific. At this point, I feel like saying true. You're saying false? <laughs> okay. This is true. For Lizzie, Again, no points. I, I, no points for Lizzie. Show me the Whitney Houston. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. All right. <laughs> I'll be right. 
of this guy pulling 180, what is it, 1883 ton? Yeah. Show me the receipt. It, it was yeah, pretty no. specific, bro. There are crocodiles loose in <laughs> New York gutters right now. Robbie Rock. That, if I'm not mistaken, is just a very popular urban myth. So that's false. False. This is false. Correct. Robbie Rock. Oh, man. Two points. Why was that an right. urban myth? Yanni Storm, you're the only one who can catch up at this point. You're going to have to get it right. All right, Marie Curie's okay. husband was called Pierre. You know Marie Curie, the uh, yes. nurse? No, I don't know who that is at all. But okay. Pierre <laughs> sounds right. <laughs> so what are you going with? Truth or True. True. This is true. All right. Good job. All right, Lizzie, you're, you're out. You're out for this round. It's so, notice for this game. so notice for this game, there's only been one false. Yes, that's true. Oh. So this is truth. So you should just go, Robbie Rock, you should just say true. All right. <laughs> Cheating. <laughs> All right. I'll take the seat. All right, Robbie Rock. This be Robbie Rock and Gianni Storm. Maybe see if Gianni Storm can catch up. If not, Robbie Rock wins. All right. In written English, on average, one out of every eight letters is an E. True or false? True. I'm going to say true. That seems about right. I thought you said Liz E. No, that was for Rob, Rob B. Lizzie, you, are, you haven't gotten anything. You've already oh, this is true. So that means Robbie Rock just win the game. Sorry, Gianni Storm. Rob always wins. Got him all right, man. You went, you went straight down the road. You got him all right. Look at you, Robbie. Well, I had a couple where the answer where they lied, so. Yeah, I think one of them was a lie. We might have to look it up later. Yeah. We're going to look it up on the replay. Yeah. No. That doesn't sound right to me. I can't even believe what that. Yeah. If I were a dog, maybe. But anyway, all right. So and let's get in some shout outs. Let's get in some shout outs. Oh my goodness! Shout out. <laughs> Let's acting up today. All right. Let's get in some shout outs. Gianni Storm. Um, shout out to, of course, the Mademoiselle. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am a part of the mafia. It's her little, you know, community. So I really appreciate you coming on and joining us and speaking to us. Um, and thank you guys for in and entertaining her and hosting and and being a part of it as well. Yeah, she was awesome. She was awesome. Robbie Rock. Uh, shout out to my cousin George, who jo who's uh, been joining us uh, very very religiously. It's awesome to see. Uh, shout out to my buddy Paul. <laughs> Shout out to Jose. Shout out to all the Canadians that uh, oh, are joining the show. And absolutely shout out to our regulars, Mike and the gang. It's, uh, of course, Jacqueline. I don't know if she goes by Jackie. I'm not going to test that one goes, yet. Listen, so my sister's last name is Robinson. So she goes by Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> I knew her. That's cute. I knew the legendary Jackie Robinson. So she's <laughs> That's cute. Hi, right, Lizzie Andrew. Yeah, shout like out. That. So shout out to there being less racist rhetoric in the world today. Rush Limbaugh, it was announced earlier this afternoon yeah. that Rush Limbaugh died today after a long battle with cancer. Um, condolences yeah. to his family. Definitely. Condolences to his family because, you know, people die and folks are sad. Um, but on the other side of that, Rush Limbaugh was a cancer to our society. And so... I, I appreciate the fact that we have one less of him on this planet. 
can't argue with you there. I don't, I don't want to say it, but I can't yeah, argue with you. you. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. My shout out goes to kidnapped princess Latifa from Dubai. Her father has allegedly uh, kidnapped her, held her prisoner, and threatened to kill her. There are even more, uh, even something that she is already dead. She released a video claiming that if this video is released, it's probably because she's dead or in a really bad situation. So I'm hoping she's safe and soon free. Hey, if you have a business, a business event, how did you person, leave us with that? I'm sorry, <laughs> I just left y'all hanging with that. Oh my god! Well, more information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look where? that up, Princess Latifa. Check it out because it's it's a pretty interesting story. And the video not is like Latifa, not Queen Latifa, no, Princess not Queen, Latifa. Princess Latifa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you have a business event or person you want to give a shout out to, follow our host on social media. Reach out to any of them on the social media and they might just give you a shout out live. All right, thanks for the shout out, guys. Good shout out. All right, and that is definitely all the time we have today. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. We hope that maybe you learned something, maybe a new perspective, even got some things off your chest. Don't forget, please, we need your support. Keep this going. Make sure you are liking following and subscribing on our YouTube channel, Facebook, wherever you want to check us out at TLS Live Show. Really easy to find us. Also, you can click the donate button, PayPal me at TLS Donate slash TLS Donate so you can support us that way as well. So now if you missed any of today's show, subscribe on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe to the audio replay of this podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. I had a fun time today. I hope you did too. And a special thank you to the Mademoiselle. Please make sure you subscribe, subscribe to her YouTube channel. Our next live show again is Sunday, February 21st, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll have Black History icon Carletta Walls Lanier. So let me get this out there. You said it right. Now, my name properly before Sunday. Carlotta Walls Lanier. Lanier. You said Carlotta. We gotta say it two times. Carlotta. Carlotta. Walls Lanier. From the Little Rock Nine, here to tell her story. So don't miss this one. Also, Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, we'll have another in the TLS Unscripted with Olivia E., where she will have a guest and talk about pretty much whatever. It's unscripted. So uh, it's a fun web series on Instagram. Check it out. Be sure to check it out at TLS Live Show. And our winner for the show is Robbie Rock. What is our final thought for the day, Robbie? Final thought is that the internet is an amazing thing because Kevin Fast <laughs> out of Colbert, Canada, pulled a C-177 Globemaster III plane on September 17th, 2009 that weighed 188 tons. That was oh. a Canadian boy who did that. <laughs> a Canadian guy, so the game. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? I don't know what that means. From the game. It's a damn big plane. It is a Just big plane. plane. <laughs> so, yeah, I have confirmed that that gentleman pulled the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was right. All right. Good show, everyone. We will see you next Sunday. See ya.
Ah, yeah.